everybody. Welcome to the Happy Market Research Podcast. I am joined today by Sebastian Suprik. I'm probably mispronouncing your last name, and I do apologize for that. This interview is being done in conjunction with MRMW's virtual summit that is being held on July 6th and 7th. The MRMW virtual event has 25 top-level speakers, case studies from over 20 different industries, and over 1,000 attendees. It is heavily focused on APAC and uh, Europe, and you will absolutely want to join this conference the interviews as the panel conversations and the talks will be available post-conversation or post-event if you'd like to consume it there. Sebastian currently is the head of CX and UX research at Kaiser X Labs. Sebastian is a psychologist with a focus on quant re research with almost two decades of experience in both market and UX research. He has worked for agencies, including Ipsos, as well as a number of corporate companies, uh, including eBay. Currently active as principal CX and UX research within the Allianz Group, Kaiser X Labs. He is also a crypto and blockchain expert. Sebastian, thank you for joining me on the Happy Market Research Podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jane. And I, I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for the slot and telling a little bit about my my talk next week and, and some other questions from the research scene. The Michigan State University's Master of Science in Marketing Research Program delivers the number one ranked insights and analytics degree in three formats, full-time on campus, full-time online, and part-time online. New for 2022, if you can't commit to their full degree program, simply begin with one of their three course certifications insights design or insights analysis. In addition to the certification, all the courses you complete will build towards your graduation. If you're looking to achieve your full potential, check out MSNMU's program at broad.msu.edu slash marketing. Again, broad.msu.edu slash marketing. HubUX is a research operations platform for private panel management, qualitative automation, including video audition questions, and surveys. For a limited time, user seats are free. If you'd like to learn more or create your own account, visit HubUX.com. Yeah, I'm very excited about having you on the show. It is absolute honor. We don't get enough conversation on this show about Web3, and I think Web3 is probably the most important thing for us to be thinking about. The analogy I use is it's 2000, or sorry, it's 1998 right now. And the internet is, we're trying to figure out what the internet is. And that's the impact that Web3 is going to have on our society. So you have a talk, it's titled, The World Needs a Crypto Consumer Barometer Tracker. Give us a little bit of a teaser about your talk. Yes, of course. So crypto and other topics in that space like DeFi, which is decentralized finance, NFTs, which means non-fungible tokens, Web3 and, and even Metaverse uh, were in the media quite a lot over the last months. So our idea was to, to start a consumer tracker covering all these fields. So as you said, personally, I'm quite interested in this area. Yeah, and so I was happy that we started the tracker in Germany using uh, the Dynata panel in March this year. And yeah, we are surveyed, I think, 3,000 people, so a lot of sample, 
and we found 636 crypto users, which is yeah, quite a big bucket for, for this group. And we were not limited to Bitcoin or Ethereum or other cryptos, but we extended the survey to the other concepts that I mentioned. And what we wanted to know in this survey is the degree of awareness people have in these fields, the usage rates, and even uh, yeah, the understanding of these concepts. And I think that the results were quite interesting in terms of the fact that we even found in a normal panel quite a, a lot of people uh, who are really interested and also experienced in these fields. So that is the main takeout of the study. And we, we found a lot of other interesting findings, including a segmentation uh, of attitudes uh, towards crypto and the other stuff in this area. And I think this is really a, a great starting point for a tracker, not even in Germany. Regarding the segmentation component of it, I assume it's the case that you see higher adoption of crypto-related assets such as NFTs with younger populations. Is that Did that materialize in your data? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in general, of course, there's a trend that mostly younger people adopt to these new technologies, but not only. So... We also found people in the 50s and even in the 60s and above are involved in these topics. But, but the general trend is, like you said, it's a new concept. And people think uh, it's the first time maybe in the history that everyone gets a fair chance to become rich, to become wealthy through these new technologies and uh, Bitcoin and so on. That was one of the interesting findings here. Yeah, it is. And certainly, you know, we've in the US anyway, we've heard many, many stories of early adopters of Bitcoin specifically and how, you know, that asset has continued to dramatically grow and, and increase in value. And you can trade using Bitcoin with, you know, real world products. And that becomes very exciting for us. But when you think about market research specifically, why do we care as market researchers about blockchain or crypto-related assets? Yeah, so on the one hand, of course, crypto and, and all these topics are interesting content for a survey, like we did it here. But I think the other component is to apply these new technologies to research tech. Yeah, so, I mean, if we talk about research tech, we have, of course, the more traditional field of, of research tech, like panel aggregators like panel marketplaces and so on. And maybe we also have new technologies like voice technologies. But uh, I think the third group, and that's maybe the most interesting one, is to conduct research uh, with blockchain or in the metaverse. And that is something I also wrote an article uh, recently about in, in a German uh, market research newspaper. Yeah, I think that is especially interesting if you combine it maybe with community technologies. Uh, so I designed a, a big MROC in, in Germany for the railway company here. But uh, thinking about the metaverse, I thought it would maybe be a good idea to combine it with blockchain. So I called it BBMROC, blockchain-based MROC. And I think that would have... Yeah, there are two drivers of this approach. One is there could be more gamification when you do it in a, in a virtual world. So the motivation could be higher of the panelists. 
or community members. And on the other hand, we always had challenges with the incentives, so payout of incentives. And if you use a blockchain-generated cryptocurrency to do that in the system, that could also be an advantage. And I think this is something that research tech providers should think about definitely. My current project is a community management platform and incentives are built into that, whether it's point-based or cash-based incentives that people have. And I've been talking with a developer about adding in a, a crypto, basically a coin, which would be specific to the community. And the interesting thing about that, and you already know this, but the listeners may not, is that it's a, it's a finite resource, meaning that with a scarcity framework, if the participants, the, the community members, they don't cash out, then that coin becomes more valuable over time. And the purchasing power of it, in the same way that blockchain, uh, excuse me, the same way that uh, Bitcoin increases in value. And so you can actually start working as a material asset for a participant as opposed to really current incentive rates, which, you know, if you look at a earnings per hour are very trivial to other alternative ways that they could earn money, such as in the States, you know, driving for Uber or something along those mm -hmm. lines. Yeah, I think another idea could also be that community members could share the cryptocurrency uh, with each other. So, for example, if they like something that somebody else wrote very much, they could send some, some coins to them. Uh, these new techniques are based on the blockchain and on the coins. I think that they add new value to the community. So you could even think about limiting the, the, the number of coins more and more over time and, and make it more attractive to collect them or whatever. I think there are many mechanisms that you could use to increase the motivation to be in this community and therefore maybe also yeah, the activity in the community. And yeah, market research could, could definitely maybe profit from that. You know, the other thing that's interesting is in a blockchain framework, thinking about it at a participant level, you could toggle on access to different data points on you as, a, as an individual. So for example, let's say that you had your psychographics as part of your profile or your demographics or your spending habits or whatever, vacation preferences. Those could get tranched and then you could toggle those on or off and then have that be in an open marketplace for brands to be able to acquire that data in addition to your self-reported data that would be provided in a survey or one-on-one -on -one interviews or those kinds of things. So thereby increasing the earning potential or the passive income earning opportunity for that participant. There's just a lot of things that blockchain unlocks for us relative to data and solves for us relative to data privacy. Exactly. I mean, in the end, I don't think this will be a, a concept for everyone in the near future, but especially in the area where, where I'm working, where also design thinking as an important approach, more in the qualitative layer of research, this could be a, a logical next step to add these metaverse-based research techniques. I don't think it will substitute a, a representative panel survey in the next decades, but it doesn't have to. So, I mean, it's mainly for the qualitative layer and, and that's that's fine, I think. Yeah, that's really super interesting stuff. Okay. In addition to your talk, you're also part of a panel and we've already talked about it a little bit, but the panel is discussing research technology or ResTech uh, as it's been coined. What trends are you seeing in ResTech? Yeah, um, 
As mentioned, I, I mean, there are, there are more traditional trends like panel aggregation and, and marketplaces that we as, as clients can use to manage panel activities on our own. Yeah, if we want it or not. So, I mean, that that's quite different, but uh, that's one thing. There's also these kinds of kind of tools that not only allow you to conduct primary research, but also to manage the entire knowledge database or research ecosystem within the software. I think this is also a trend that comes more and more like players like Quantilobe and, and so on. The second one is new technologies like, like voice. So I recently saw a new German startup called Respeak. Basically, it's this survey tool um, with a completely new mode. Uh, concepted as a chatbot, so that acts as a kind of a dialogue tool. The respondent answers a question and automatically gets deep dive questions steered by a kind of AI system. And the cool thing is that this survey tool feels much more natural in the survey dialogue compared to traditional survey tools. I found that interesting. I haven't tried it yet, but it could be interesting to try it in the future. Yeah, and the third one is all that stuff in the metaverse that we discussed. I think are lots of options also like uh, virtual test studios. And I mean, in the metaverse now, you can even play poker or meet other people and buy shoes and so on. And maybe one day also coming to a focus group or to a studio in the metaverse will be possible. We have to see uh, and think about if this makes sense in, in any case. But yeah, there are so many technological options that we should evaluate for us and then see um, what's possible there. My last question for you is, what is one problem that you wish someone would solve today relative to consumer insights? Yeah, so being in, in market research for almost 20 years now, um, <laughs> I, I think it would help really a lot uh, everything would, would help a lot that helps to close the gap between qualitative and quantitative research. So meaning to close the gap between the what or how much and the why, especially in my current main field, UX research, uh, that could help a lot. We usually have qual tests with eight to 10 users, but in most cases, we cannot be sure that our findings would also occur at a larger sample. So anything that helps, for example, in surveys to get more depth in terms of the insights, for instance, in open-ended questions, that would help a lot in practical market research. And I think that is one of the reasons why I believe so much in the power of, for example, voice technologies as an innovation driver for surveys. Yeah, so the closing of the gap between qual and quant, that is my main pain still. So um, anything that can help there would be a great resource, I think. It is interesting too, as you see Gen Z becoming a material part of the economy at a global level. You know, these consumers are more comfortable speaking or providing video feedback versus typing, uh, which is, you know, very much Gen X, which is my generation and even, and even millennials. So, you know, there, there is a big opportunity for us to combine video or voice and, you know, structured data that we get directly out of surveys, which is, you know, just easier for us to analyze oftentimes. 
and in order to help close that gap between qual and quant. And I completely agree with your thesis that the future for consumer insights is in fact a blended methodology that happens concurrently as opposed to these distinct phases. You're still going to see quant and you're still going to see qual happen independently. I'm not suggesting that you won't, but being able to connect the human why to the what in the same project framework is a material unlock and big opportunity. Yeah, completely agree. So <laughs> let's fight for that together. <laughs> okay, I like it. Our guest today has been Sebastian, head of CX and UX research at Kaiser X Labs. Sebastian, thank you so much for joining me on the Happy Market Research Podcast. Thank you. It was really a pleasure. Everyone else, I hope you will join Sebastian and myself at next week's MRMW virtual event. Again, that is July 6th and 7th. You can find out information at apac.mrmw.net or just check the show notes. Have a great rest of your day.